Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Anime House, where today we're going to be talking about the closing of Wano, essentially, and kind of what happened, our thoughts as the arc wraps up, and what's about to happen in the future. I mean, huge news that dropped uh, about a week ago now, at the time of recording. Oda announced that this next arc will be the final arc, and so or the final leg of One Piece. And so that's a really, really big deal. Now, Wano took about four years to do, so I was actually placing some bets recently about how long this next arc will take. I think it'll take about six years. Uh, and I think I think One Piece will wrap up in about, like, anywhere between four to six years is my guess. And I think it's going to be incredible when it does. And so, as, as you know, as everyone knows uh, by now, Francisco and I are pretty big fans of One Piece. We've been talking about it for the better part of kind of since the podcast started. And so we knew that once Wano was finished, it was a really big deal for not only the One Piece community, but honestly for the anime community as a whole. Because now we're nearing the end of what, I mean, is the longest standing anime probably ever. And then on top of that, it's just monumental. So Wano was just such a fantastic arc uh, from start to finish. And it w- we couldn't go without doing at least an episode on it and kind of discussing our thoughts overall. I know we've been doing thoughts on like throughout the Wano series. So if you guys are interested in to hear our specific thoughts on like specific details or things that happened throughout the Wano arc as a whole, definitely check those out. Um, those episodes are already uploaded on Spotify, Amazon, Apple, everything. So feel free to take a look at that for more detailed um, thoughts about that. For this episode, primarily, it'll be a very high-level overview, I guess is the, be- is the best way to put it, of kind of our thoughts as a whole, what this arc kind of means, and kind of what we're looking forward to, what we're expecting, and uh, some a little a little more broader stuff like that, which is kind of exciting to think about. Yeah. So, yeah, And then, like, some meta part of it. I mean, we got to acknowledge the author, Shonen Jump, and then the community in general, I feel. I, at least, have some very strong opinions. I, I think they're strong. Maybe Nikhil hears them and they're like, no, that's pretty pretty standard. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, I I like the Wano arc. I have to admit, though, my I need to... There's a level of me that I had too many expectations for this arc, and I don't even blame Oda. I blame the editors. Those people, Shonen Jump, they all gotta stop talking, bro. <laughs> like, something else that's happening is that the comments, right, and all the stuff about Wano arc ends with chapter, you know, 1053 or whatever, and then it goes on a break. I don't, I don't trust anything that comes out of their mouth, and they say they single-handedly kind of like ruined my experience a bit because I don't expect, I did not expect the Straw Hat crew to be leaving Wano at the end of this chapter, right? I just thought that doesn't fit for the pace. I don't think that's going to be good for the story. And I don't expect the order to do this, right? When an arc finishes, it's just kind of a vague understanding of like where we are, you know, where the Straw Hats are going next. I don't, I mean, like, of course, I would imagine Oda has an idea where they're going next, but I don't think he had, I think it, it's it's a detriment for an author in general to have a set. It's going to happen in this chapter specifically because then they're trying to hit it at that point rather than just having it happen organically. And then these editors are getting, are getting all of us specific like thoughts in our mind of what's like the, the direction of the series. It's it's not good. Um, Another thing, right? There's a mistranslations with ARC. I think you actually put it a lot better. 
the kill, that it's the final leg of One Piece, right? The, like, conclusion, the road to Lafso or whatever, like, road to become the Pirate King. And I just, as I said, that's my opinion right right now. I think my experience with Wano close to the <laughs> because of the editors, also the same people who were saying it's going to make um, Marineford look like a kitty, a kid in, in comparison. I think, of course, they're very similar in nature, right? But I'm not going to tap, not going to lie. It, me too. And I, and I blame the editors for that. I, <laughs> you know. It's just, it didn't have the emotional beats of, of um, or not, I mean, it definitely, I mean, I cried, okay, I did cry in, like, a good amount of these chapters, but because of that, I was expecting, like, the same kind of attachment that I had with Ace, and I do think it's possible to still get that with Wano, but that does lean towards a more darker side, right, like, there's, there's some things that I feel that there were missed opportunities, for example, remember when Zoro saw the Green Reaper, implying that he's very close to death? And something that's very unique about this one arc that has never happened throughout the entire series is that we have three characters who are considered some of the best doctors in the entire planet. And there was not a single... And I, I generally did, like, beginning this arc, I'm like, they have... Uh, what's the Phoenix guy called? Marco? <laughs> Marco yeah. the Phoenix. He didn't do anything. He didn't do... He just kind of was flying yeah yeah i mean that's let's not under okay so he did something really funny in the beginning right where he pushed the big mom pirates but that was more of a saying that big mom pirates are incompetent that like big mom has gotten so by so far not necessarily by their skill but you know a level of or i mean this is that's a talk for something else but like that's the big thing that he did was remove big mom's fighting force right by just pushing them off the waterfall that was cool and then he held off king and queen for like five minutes which is impressive sure but i mean all right uh but yeah i mean like the part that we the, the emotional beat that he could have definitely done is like help people right heal people the role of a doctor with um law right the goat and then of course chopper right chopper law and then him like even helping out zora in the situation and something that I was generally expecting to happen was that i was i'm of the belief that i still think kinomom should have passed away and something that would have been re- really impactful and a theme that happened throughout the, a, you know a theme that was attached to Zoro was you know how Enmo and like the swords of Wano right something that that was mentioned was that when a warrior falls one of their comrades picks up the sword and continues their battle right in the case of Odin right he fell 20 years ago Zoro picked up Enma, right but now Zoro took a like this magic drug right He's the Grim Reaper. I was generally expecting people to examine Kinemon and be like, Kinemon, I'll be honest, I don't know how you're alive. Kinemon then following up, trying his hardest to maintain alive for our boy, Momonosuke, the Lord, and then talking, like, having a, having a scene where he's like, I'm gonna die, but then realizing that, like, maybe Sora's organs, like, one of them is, like, completely, like, done for. Like, he needs a transplant or else he dies. And then mm-hmm. Kinemon says, take my organ. I want him to continue. I want to help him continue his fight the way he helped us continue ours. I think that would have been peak emotional moment, right? Like Zoro, the whole Green Reaper, him being so close to death would have been paid off. It wouldn't have been just a situation where, you know, something that's really criticized from Oda's writing is that there's a lot of fake out deaths. And in this case, there's a lot of fake out like threats to our character leads. 
This would have mm-hmm. been an insane moment for the three, the three doctors, which are practically the best, the best doctors in the entire One Piece universe, helping Zoro, making sure that he was gonna like be able to continue making it. Kinemon showing his insane resolve by like pretty much walking with a corpse, making sure that Momonosuke, like he's there for Momonosuke as far as he can make it, and then having a final moment where he says, "Give my organs to Zoro." And then, like, he walks away with, like, Momonosuke, and then, like, Momo thinks everything's okay, and then he dies standing, or something like that, after he knows that Momo's gonna be okay. I think that would have been powerful. Yeah. And I just, I like, and it's my fault for, like, expecting such a scene, but I also feel like that's definitely something that Oda's written powerful emotional scenes, like the one I just described, throughout his entire story. And I don't, He's been he's been going at it like it's been it's been so many fire chapters throughout all of Wano, but I do feel that at the end of it, right, the amount of like criticism, people like the community was giving him both in Japan and eventually like in America, probably got to him. Maybe the editors were like pushing him to finish it, and that's which you know led for some like missed emotional beats because mm-hmm. there was there was one. I mean, I did cry, but I feel like there could have been one more emotional beat, right? Both to pay off the fact there's three doctors, Kinemon's involvement since like we met him in the beginning of the um post time skip arc, right? Saying goodbye to Momonosuke now that he's like fairly okay, and maybe maybe even using his devil fruit to create like a like a straw hat from Wano and do having a like small cute moment just like Shanks had with Luffy, <laughs> but with him just passing away. Yeah, like, I think. That's a that's a huge missed opportunity. Another missed opportunity for Wano was the cycle of vengeance, right? Between the Kozukis and the Korizumis. Sure. But that's like iffy. Everyone was thinking like, what was Tama might have been a Korizumi situation, right? I don't remember, to be honest. Yeah, that was like it was never implied, but we didn't know a lot about her past, right? In particular mm-hmm. her family. Yeah, yeah. But we did learn that there was, it's just the usual story, or quote-unquote usual story, as it goes for um, Wano citizens, mm-hmm. where they died in the mines being slaves. Mm-hmm. But overall, it was just, it was so much fun, Wano. It's just that there was two scenes, right, that were left that maybe Oda, unbeknownst to us, maybe there was a lot of pressure happening. But we don't know, right? There was seven days that passed, and this isn't even talking about like how I feel there's still... Another scene with um, Kaido and Yamato, right? Yeah. Just to tie up Kam- Yamato and Kaido, but that might have happened in the seven days that you know that passed, and we haven't seen it yet. I'm not actually really mad about that. I don't think that's a flaw at all. The Kaido um, thing, or the Kaido Yamato thing, because like, I mean, her character in general was just like. Very free willed, free spirited, because she wanted to follow the will of um, of um, what's his name? Um, Odin. Odin. Why am I forgetting that for some reason? Um, it's been a long week, so I actually don't really think that's too much of a flaw. And also, I don't really think that's like necessary, because like a really good example of this was we didn't we we got Kaido's backstory like literally a month ago, like it, it was so recent, and then the arc finished. So like I'm not I'm not upset by how that was kind of planned out because like I think the whole point was like Kaido's story is done. Like it was told and yeah, we could have gotten some more interaction and some more like closure, solace, or whatever it may be. But the point of her character or their character, I guess, was um 
to be like Odin 2.0, right? Like it's not like how do I put this? As the reader and as the consumer, I am not worried about seeing like her like their interaction with Kaido. Like that is not as important to me as what happens with the Straw Hat crew. And so I think that kind of makes sense in the sense that if if Oda were to do that, that would extend this arc, I think, by like several more chapters because then there would be just more to uncover. And I think at this point, like, there's definitely just way too much. Like, he can't afford to go into that, even if he wanted to. You know what I mean? I don't, I, I, I'll be honest, I generally don't expect, like, a full throughout, like, flashback situation. I, sure. Just a small moment where we see Kaido the Beast standing, I don't know, like, talking to Yamato saying, screw it, go, go be Odin, I don't care. Or, mm. I don't know, just, like, one final interaction between them. Because, I, I, I mean, this is more so because I love Kaido's character. And mm. I'm of the belief that he, I mean, it was also shown right at the end when he said, I know who's Jobo, the person who beats me. He, This kid 100% wanted to get beaten. Like, he generally did not believe what he was doing was, like, the right thing. It's the impression oh, that yeah. I was getting. I mean, of course. He, he literally said in one of the chapters, he's like, I'm looking, I'm waiting for the person to beat me, like, to, to beat me. The, the person who beats me will be Joy Boy and, like, he was waiting for that person. Yeah, so, like, yeah. He wanted to be beaten, right? Because he didn't want to be. He didn't want to be. He wanted to be proved wrong, essentially. I, and I get that. I really like that kind of characterization when, like, they know what they're doing isn't necessarily the best. I like, guarantee what he did to the people of Wano is just. There's undeniably. You you can't you can't forgive the the guy that that was that was awful. I mean, he enslaved the entire like country. It's kind of bad. <laughs> just a little bit. A bit. I like, I mean, his name in kanji means joy boy, like approximately something like that, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just great knowing that maybe at one point he thought he could be the hero, but obviously it's just not in his blood. And then yeah. learning more about like his philosophy of right makes right might, you know, we got a bit of that in the flashback. And I'm sure the moment we go into the actual rocks, the Sebek, we'll get more Kaido in addition to like the rest of the rocks crew. Right. But I'm just saying. I mean, we're, we're that's that's the probably still like once. I mean, I'm thinking like one chapter, like or one page of it, where Yamato Kaido and Kaido is like, screw it, you're Odin, right? Because he always referred to Yamato as my son. Yamato never acknowledged him as Odin, and at this point, Odin, right? And we still don't know who the mom is. And usually in these cases, where like the father's really controlling, to the point like it might be because like their their mother might have passed away. Or something which led them to like because Kaido was depressed <laughs> he's a right. he's been depressed for several years now and in, in like a massive drunk yeah and i and it wouldn't surprise me that you know a bit of that might have been because one he lost faith in just humanity in general right and maybe the last beacon of faith that he had was with yamato's mother well whoever that might have been and of right. course exactly. yamato might reflect a bit of the mom and their spirit i would imagine so as well yeah it's just it's good characterization, but that's still in the cards. That's still in the cards, and that's why I'm not like you know hung up over it. The big thing I'm really hung up is that last moment. It's just these final things that I feel that would have really solidified. Yeah, like to Momonosuke in particular, Momo. It's time that you know you definitely did a very good job, but like the person who helped you get here is no more. But they believe in you. You know, this right. is it. This, like, it's it's there because. Kinemon's cool, right? But I generally do think Kinemon could have been an equivalent of like Shanks to Momonosuke. 
kind of mm-hmm. deal, right? And I think that would have been like really powerful. If a moment that even after all of One Piece is done, people are gonna f- remember Kinemon's introduction. He not being that strong as initially, but it slowly but surely growing on every single one of us. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Uh, that's my like criticism on, on it, and it's more so of a criticism that I feel that Oda could have really done it, but it, God, the guy's been working for so long, man. At, at certain points, it, it might have been like the person who wanted wanted to win the most is probably yeah. him, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Uh, but overall, very I, I, these last two arcs, right? The last two chapters, right? You know, outside of the fact that I, I feel like there could have been some heavy emotional beats i think they're great i mean every chapter has been really great for just Mm -hmm. in general but some people feel that the ending's paramount yeah definitely right i i I understand where they're coming from but like that doesn't take away from the quality of the last couple of chapters that we've had i I think they've been phenomenal and i can i guess we can like start talking a bit more on this unless you want to like touch up on some of the things i mentioned no yeah we can we can definitely talk about that um i think yeah, the last few chapters have been really good overall. Uh, since we last, I think, did an episode. Uh, they've all been really good. They've all been really tight and succinct. I really like that. They've all followed like a very thematic and very focused plot, which I feel like in in the recent chapters, I mean, obviously it's not the case totally, but in in uh, chapters well, well, well before, it felt like there was like three things happening at once. It got kind of confusing, and there was just a lot going on. Oda really tightened it up towards the end. And, like, what I mean by that is, like, it felt so much more like you knew exactly what was happening at any given time. And there weren't, like, five million different storylines. There was, like, one storyline, and you can just follow that, which I very much enjoyed, personally. Um, overall, Kaido's flashback, really good. I think it was a, I think I actually liked it a lot because there wasn't too much detail. You know what I mean? I agree. I feel like usually in flashbacks, I mean, we've gotten the case. We, I mean, Oda's Oda's done this before as well, where like in flashbacks, there'll be a lot like of stuff, which is fine, and like it's relevant to the arc or relevant to the story, which makes sense. In this case, Oda, uh, Kaido's flashback was so like, and I mean, obviously, correct me if I'm wrong, and I don't. Uh, it's a very subjective feeling, but for me, it was like very underwhelming. But I actually really enjoyed that because everything we kind of expected from Kaido was Kaido. You know what I mean? Like in his backstory, like he wasn't anything special. Like we kind of knew all the stuff that happened. And so I wasn't shocked per se. I was like, okay, cool. Like it's good that it's there, but it's not the sole focus of like this arc or like what's happening right now, which I very much enjoyed. The focus of... I think the focus of, I mean, this is, these are the flashback, quote unquote, flashback, or just things that Yam, not even, that things like Kaido was remembering in the moment of his defeat is what I feel. Right. And it was framed, and it, it was leading to that why I don't like the world government, why I'm probably, you know, why, you know, this is why I'm trying to do a war outside of probably the influence from Rock's D. Sabic, leading up to that final panel on. I have no idea how Yamato learned about this Joy Boy person, like, at all. That is big mystery. Right. Like, it should have, like, put up some red flags that, hey, 
journal. I'm not too sure if that's like if that was something that he was looking for or if it was mentioned right. But the big the big thing of the flashback was when he looks at King. He's like, "Hey, King, I know who's Joy Boy. The person who's gonna beat me, obviously." And then King laughs it off, saying that then, then they will never show up. Which that coming from King, by the way, King, who's like as far as we're understanding, like King and you know his family, his people. Like they know of the history of Joy Boy, and they're pretty much like waiting for Joy Boy. Almost gives up, like that they think Joy Boy is a messiah. King saying, "Then that's never going to happen." Uh, the implications of that might be like a lot stronger than we think. King might have been a pretty re- quote unquote religious or like historical person to the point that Joy Boy might have a strong like connection to you know his family and whatnot through their history. And him it saying that's not gonna happen. I don't know that. I could speak volumes to it, but that was it. That's what that's what I feel was the flash, the point of the flashback for that moment, and for us to understand, King wants to be beaten. Right. And yeah, I'm with you. I, I enjoy the flashback, and I'm sure we're gonna learn more about King. But it just solidifies King, what you know about King, the person that you know he's the person that he is. Awful, right? Definitely. Yeah. But still, Kaido, or not? I'm with you, man. I'm with you. Yeah, I really liked it. So, yeah. Uh, are you ready to talk about bounties? Which I suppose is the big, the big speak, the big, the bounties, and then the last panel, which was like crazy, dude. Oda made the meme come real. That shit funny as hell. So many questions, and I, my sister is like guaranteed. She says, she said. Okay, spoiler, spoiler, right? Uh, it was was it was it Morgan? Is Morgan the person who's like spreading big news? Morgan, yes, big news. Morgan, right? The person right. who spreads the newspaper has dubbed or crowned the new emperor, two of the new emperors, right? Because guess spoiler alert: in this Wano arc, two emperors fell, right? Quote unquote, fell. They were defeated in battle. Big Mom and Kaido. And that translates to like them not being emperors anymore. Apparently, I have I would have some like debates on that, right? I would say that they still have territory, but I do it. I do think Kaido's done because his big, his huge investment was Smile, right? And then the kingdom, and now he's done. The kingdom being Wano, Big Mom questionable, but Big Mom's incompetent, so whatever. Anyway, they're gone. Guess who replaced mm-hmm. them? Go ahead, Nikhil. Say it. Say it. <laughs> Buggy. Buggy the clown. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. There was a and there was a comment by the Gorose, right, saying and this is really strange, right? This one it might it might be a translation error, right? It's um let me just read this right here in this translation. What is the meaning of this photo? We never approved it. I thought we told you to remove the D, right? You know, the will of D. I reading that, and I actually knew a bit of the spoilers, so I I read that it was Buggy being crowned the next emperor. I thought it was gonna be Buggy the clown, because yeah. historically, I think even Luffy's first wanted poster had D Monkey D Luffy. I'm pretty sure it did. It did, so, right? yes, it did yeah, yeah, right. So like, I was thinking, okay, so it probably doesn't apply to Luffy because the the word knows Luffy, 1.5 billion bounty Luffy, right? <laughs> Even before this, in in his poster, he had Monkey D. Luffy, so it's not, it can't be him, so, and then I was, everyone jokes about about Buggy D. Clown, right? Mm-hmm. With the letter D, and I, and I generally thought, oh my god, it's Buggy is the will, you know, carries the will of D, 
I thought it was that to be that, but it wasn't. It was. I feel like this might be a consistency error, right? This might be maybe Oda retroactively is going to once the maybe at the end of the story, right? The because the the poster, right? The detail of the name. Now that I think about it, maybe when we see the poster, right, in the translations, it, we see it as Monkey D. Luffy. But that's because it's being translated to quote unquote English, right? Maybe mm-hmm. in the posters, I was thinking it was going to be Straw Hat Luffy, right? With the epithet. We don't know. Yeah. Uh, maybe we'll find out in the official, official release, or maybe retroactively, the publishing house, right? And Shoney Jump just goes back and makes it so that the first poster was Straw Hat Luffy, not Monkey D. Luffy. Because think about it Monkey D. Luffy, Monkey D. Dragon. Monkey, yeah. monkey D garb. I, I, I do feel they didn't put monkey D because not only is are they letting people know about D, but they're also like letting people know this is the grandson of dragon. This is the son of no, the grandson of garb, the hero. This is the son of dragon or like you know family related. So I, I, I generally don't think monkey D is in the actual Japanese one, and but I don't know right. for sure. But like that was a big point, right? In the war, in the the summit war. Yeah. Because like I mean. Monkey D or Monkey, that's a that's a that's an unusual surname. <laughs> for sure. Yeah, no, it's kind of weird. Yeah, so I that that was like an inconsistency thing that I I got excited for no reason, but <laughs> but yeah, Monkey, it's Monkey D Luffy has been crowned one of the Yonkos, right? An emperor. He, he's finally ready to. I think he's ready to meet Shanks at this point. Um, that there's debate about when he you know sees Shanks again, right? It's when he's a great pirate. I feel being crowned an emperor fits that criteria maybe for luffy it's not it's not there yet it really depends on how luffy sees it i definitely think it'll be once uh once he goes to refto yeah that'd be sick. like it'll be after refto like mark my words it'll be after refto yeah and then buggy how did buggy dude i I think okay so (laughs) i had a few thoughts about that to be honest maybe Oda just fed into the meme. I have no idea. Like, that was, like, the whole thing about it. I thought it was hilarious. Uh, I'm sure there'll be an explanation for it. I just think he just gained popularity and, like, he was just forced to do it. Again, I mean, with Buggy's whole thing, it was, like, his devil fruit power is really overpowered. It's just he doesn't know how to use it because he's stupid. (laughs) So, So, like, who knows, man? Yeah, for sure. Oh, my God. I think it's funny. I just think it's like amusing, and I think like, I think I think Oda just did it for fun, to be honest. I mean, the entire community is with it, man. We're we're big fans of it, so this is, and it could be interesting, like actual how it, the events played out. Oh yeah, you know, like that that might that's like levels of complexity there that I'm sure we we would all enjoy to find out because this is just making us ask questions, right? Which is, yeah, in my opinion, like a like a principle of good writing is like when you answer a question it only leads to more questions right that's how that's how you keep engagement that's how you keep your community alive and your story feeling like you know it has wheels on its own even without you writing with the pen yeah so yeah buggy right we don't know what might have happened during the wano situation thought my sister is of the opinion that buggy somehow allied themselves with the or quote unquote allied themselves, right? This ally might be only in the perception of the world government with a uh, Mihawk. <laughs> and Mihawk is a part of Buggy's crew. Mm-hmm. And in reality, Mihawk's like just chilling with Buggy because it's like one, it's less annoying because, you know, 
there's people to take care of their fodder. He doesn't always have to swing a sword every couple of minutes. But we don't know. We're going to find out. We're going to find out. Um, yeah. But yeah, Buggy fits in the whole, like, falls into good fortune by accident comedic route kind of situation. And I, I, I love I love that characterization of Buggy. Yeah, he's fun. <laughs> yeah. So that that's yeah. sick. That It's sick. And also... I guess kid, right? Kids automatically because his his goal is what I don't. Kid wants to be king of the parrots, right? But he also right. likes like it, it was in character, and I love it. Both buggy, no, both kid, Captain Kid, right, and Luffy, because kid automatically sees the posters. He's like, all right, screw it, I'm gonna go beat up, I'm gonna go defeat um, Luffy now because how dare he be crowned an emperor when we both did equal equal amounts of worker. Whatever yeah. he's, he's thinking about. He goes, he tries to attack Luffy. Luffy's like, oh, bro, you're finally here to party. Both in character. <laughs> Beautiful. I love it. Yeah. It's pretty kids, kids getting soft, by the way. It's, it's Luffy's getting to him. <laughs> I mean, Kid yeah. would have never helped Luffy, right? Just kept Big Mom in place and saying, like, trusting Luffy to finish Kaido. Or at least the kid that we initially met. This is, I mean, it's Luffy's getting to him. He's dying out Kid's heart. Mm-hmm. Because I mean, I'm gonna be honest. Kid's definitely like a hero of his own story, and it's following the. I mean, right, Captain Kid. It was an actual pirate from our universe, right? IRL. Considered, it's a known pirate by name. Like people know Captain Kid, but when you look into the history, you realize Captain Kid is notorious for being one of the worst pirates in, of history. <laughs> yeah, literally. Yeah, which fits our captain from One Piece, because you know. Kid's always he's been he's been taking L's up until the point where he unintentionally teamed up with Luffy. Right. The only dub he took was just beating up random civilians that said his dream was dumb and having a very strong devil fruit and being a very talented engineer. You know, which the you know did take him far, but like the reason he had a higher bounty when we first met him in Archipelago was because right in bounties. Remember this. This is a very important writing tool that Oda uses. It's not a reflection of just physical power. It's a reflection of how dangerous are you to the world government. And in the case of Kid, killing random civilians is like, yeah, that's that's not cool, bro. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so like, there's definitely a difference there, right? And Kid, I mean, the character Kid is fascinating because like, Kid sees it and he's like, I'm always in Luffy's shadow, even if he doesn't want to admit it. Like, right. just reading everything that Luffy does and them having both of their dream, but there's also the fact that they both care about their specific crew very strongly, right? They're both captains that like love their crew and they would do whatever it takes to, you know, defend their crew, which they share that. However, the difference might be that Luffy has like plot armor while a kid doesn't. <laughs> plot armor does go a long way. Yeah, it does go a long way. And let's not forget that like kid couldn't be the hero of a story with you know the themes that uh what's it called? That Oda's trying to just right, yeah. Tell a story. I mean, yeah. I was like a given from when they introduced him, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's an interesting character for sure, and I think mm -hmm. like he's growing to be someone that almost everyone could respect. And I do feel that he's gonna like make a big change to be just an overall decent person, not someone. No, who just, yeah, like, would, without a doubt, dude. Like he's yeah. not he's not a bad character by any means. He's just like not the main character, and that's like I think you highlight that important that point pretty well. Um, and this his growth director should be really interesting. Yeah, because he has anger issues, and they sometimes get the best of him. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Like the situation, we don't. I mean, this, the the history that he probably that he most definitely has with Shanks isn't. It's just there's something there, right? Mm -hmm. 
I think we touched up on this in a, in a couple of uh, previous episodes. Shanks, you know, he's a he's a fine guy. He's a pacifist by nature, but the man is ruthless for sure. Especially with like up and coming pirates, it was like revealed in the Beaver Cry, right? That Shanks is notoriously known as the most ruthless emperor for like up and coming pirates. And that right. sounds really that sounds like awful when we hear it, right? It's like, wait, but Luffy's an up and coming pirate, right? But don't forget, Luffy is without a doubt an outlier. Most up and coming pirates are complete trash. Yeah, literally. As human beings. Yeah. So what what Shanks is doing is pretty much a a good, a, a like public good. It's a vetting process. Yeah, it's like. <laughs> is kind of funny. I know. Anyway, a bit, a bit of talk, right? We've already. This is going. This is backtracking slightly because we're talking about Shanks here, but I do want to mention the roles of the Yonkos, right? In particular, Kaido and Shanks, and maybe even White. No, before it was Whitebeard. I think was the person who was quote unquote the closest to be the Pirate King, right? So he was guarding the Pirate King title. Right. And I feel that Shanks is guarding the One Piece itself as res- for respect for his captain, right, Roger? That's an interesting take. I actually, hmm, I can see that. I can see that. I was actually thinking that Shanks was, you know what? Yeah. Yeah, potentially, actually. Yeah, because, like, he's an emperor, but, like, there's he sees no benefit in becoming the king of the pirates. No, his, yeah, he doesn't want I mean, that. His, his captain was the king of the pirates. Right. Like, what's what's the point? I mean, I I learned he learned what it means to be not only a pirate but just a person from his captain and effectively right. his father figure. Yeah. Yeah, it's a bit different for him. In his situation, he needs to make sure whoever gets the one piece is someone who's worthy to be in to be remembered at, at the same light as effectively his dad. <laughs> so, right. And so, you know, Whitebeard guarding the title of the pirate king kind of the closest to being the pirate king. Shanks guarding the actual One Piece itself, um, and Kaido guarding the title of Joy Boy. Yeah, as, like we touched up on Big Mom. No, no idea. I have no idea where you can put her into this. And Blackbeard, me neither. Blackbeard could represent the duet. Like, I mean, Blackbeard's a kind of the du- juxtaposition of Luffy's character, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, they're they're very similar and like intentionally so, right? But there's differences where it matters thematically. Yeah. But who knows, right? I mean, something else that I, I think is very interesting that I read in comments is that, you know, the four emperors, that, as we knew them, right, when they were standing, correct, the initial for Whitebeard, Big Mom, Shanks, which was the newest, and then, um, what's the last one? Kaido. <laughs> okay, those four, three of them had connections to Rocks D. Sebek. Now, the emperors that we see in this chapter, 1,000 quote-unquote emperors, right, that we see in this chapter, 1,053, three of them have connections to Roger tangentially, even so. Two of them directly in his crew. Yeah, continuation. Yep. And then Luffy kind of, you know, kind of, right? He has a straw hat. He effectively carries the will of Roger, if we're being honest, in a way. And you know, there three of them related to the King of the Pirates. Three of before three of them, the Emperors were related to Rock's Deep Epic. You know, and I I find that interesting. Right. Uh, it's just you know point comment right. Uh oh, the other thing we you know gloss over this, but while Luffy did get the honorary title of a Yonko of a true Emperor, um, they all have the same bouncy. But I mean, they I mean the three uh supernovas. The three, kid, yeah. Exactly. They all share the same bounties, which I found that interesting. 
Well, rightfully so, by the way, but that's besides the point. I love uh, I'm also biased, but I also do think that his double fruit power is like literally insane. And like I was so sure it was gonna be used. Uh, I'm surprised it wasn't. So maybe in the future. Yeah, and for a bit of context, what what um the key was referring to is the immortal surgery or the return from death surgery kind of situation. Yeah. That um Don Flamingo uh, alluded that he wanted that fruit for, right? Because he wanted yeah. to be immortal. He wanted to basically, like... I mean, it, it grants you a second life, essentially. And then on top of that, like... But the user who uses it dies while performing. Yeah, yeah. I think there's two angles for it, right? There's the immortal surgery, right, that makes someone effectively immortal. The user still dies. And I think there's another surgery that can bring someone back from the dead, right? Right. And that one doesn't necessarily provide the patient with immortality, right? The thing that happened was that they were just brought back from death. <laughs> right. But then there, there was like, there was like two really big caveats, if I remember. One of them was like, you die. The other one was... It's still death, bro. Uh, you lose, you lose. I think it's, I think it's death. I think death is like the, the facto one. Uh-huh. Yeah. I think for both, the consequence for the surgeon is death. But I'm, I, yeah, I'm kind of curious to see when it's going to be used. I am pretty sure it will be used in the future. Yes. It's just a matter of when, not if, to be honest. Because they wouldn't bring that up if they weren't going to use it. No, guaranteed. Or not only that, but the other side of that happens. Devil fruits exist for forever, right? They just continue to get reincarnated. Exactly. They just can't respawn. Yeah. So there's a good chance that we might have even met someone who has had the immortality surgery. Or there's someone that we haven't been introduced yet, maybe even Vegapunk, that was a you know a recipient of that surgery. We don't know that. I think I genuinely think the person, because how how do we know or how was it recorded that this is a thing? Exactly, exactly. My actually, my guess on that is it was used on the uh, the celestial one of the celestial dragons, but um, I don't know. So we'll you find think, out. Like Imsama, perhaps. Yeah, I would. I'm, I would assume it was used on one of them because, like, it makes the most sense. Just like logically, it makes the most sense. But like, I don't actually know. So. Yes, logically, in the sense that the world government is an entity that holds probably the highest raw amount of devil fruits in their like vault. Or right. Exactly. So it's like the chances that they had that. I feel like kind of high. Yeah, I mean, like, because, like, look at their entire navy. I'm sure that that eventually, if an officer gets to a certain point, they can be like, "Would you like a devil fruit?" for your services or something of the sort, right? Yeah. I, I could see that happening. It's not too far-fetched. Yeah, but, exactly. Yeah. I think... Um, I would have holding off on that. I, I generally think it's going to happen eventually. Another... Something else that I really feel that is missing, and I do have to bring this up that this is a theory, right? This is something that it's... In my expectations, are probably going to, like, do me bad for this. Um, Luffy is known as Joy Boy, correct? Or, like, that's kind of... The, that's kind of like like they get the the a person who brings joy to people, right? When he he's around, right? For seven days he was not awake, right? Some and this is a story beat that Oda could have touched up on it. For those seven days without Luffy, maybe in the case that going back to the initial one where Kinemon died, people are very sad, right? But then Luffy wakes up, right? And then joy is brought back to the people that are there. Yeah, I, I think that would have been nice. But something else that. I also want to mention is that currently Luffy is going on an inverse journey of the Pirate King. And as a quick reminder, Roger, right, from the, from the um, go, is it the, 
no, the Roger Pirates. It's just the Roger Pirates. I, was, I thought it was the Gold Pirates for a moment, but no, the Roger Pirates, right? Uh, their last voyage was actually the voyage to find the One Piece from the road Ponoclips and stuff like that. However, and you know, he goes through it. However, Luffy's first voyage is to find the One Piece, which is, you know, the exact opposite of what Rogers was. Rogers, effectively, his first voyage, right, not his last, was just traveling the entire planet. Right, exactly. He conquered the Grand Lane, right? He had fun yeah. with his crew. He just went around, right? Luffy, in the other case, for example, Logtown route, right? Uh, for those who are not aware of, Logtown is a place where Roger was executed, right? So it's effectively Roger's epilogue. However, that's the place where Luffy enters the, the, is it the Grand Light, right? So it's Luffy's, the ending of Luffy's prologue. Yeah. So, I, so like, even that then itself, um, Oda is letting us know that they're kind of going through, like, opposite journeys. I'm of, so going on to this, right? I'm of the belief that, if you remember correctly, the reason why it was Roger's last voyage is because he was dying, correct? Mm-hmm. And then, you know, disease took the best of him. Not even disease gets the best of most humans, actually, without the immortality surgery. <laughs> Who would have guessed? Uh, but we're already aware that Luffy's body has taken instrumentally a lot of damage, right? And something that it's it's been mentioned, right? Even during the situation with Gear 5th, his heart stopped. And without Gear 5th awakening then and there, he would have just become brain dead. Even, even when he was awakened, I mean, like, the whole thing was, like, he was pushed beyond his limit so yeah like, yeah he should, have, he should have been dead yeah there's like so like that was another situation both with zoro and luffy that i feel is a missed opportunity right in the case of this i could have let it go right because i could have been like okay so what happened there is this his heart died off but he wasn't brain dead right but right. if his brain wasn't going to get a oxygen or blood flow he would have died right but then right. my my reasoning or my you know going through it logically thinking about it that situation when his would awaken in particular, save them because unbeknownst to us, a very a prime feature of that awakening is that his heart is racing, and his heart at that point, like his heart, was brought back to life, bringing blood back to his brain. But since he wasn't brain dead, he was effectively, you know, alive again. But it was still mm-hmm. an insane amount of pressure, and I was able to let that go, right, with that in mind, right, um, because there was a moment between me and Akio thought that Luffy is currently effectively dead, and the only thing that's keeping him alive is that his heart is just forcefully be pumping in blood it turns out it was fine right. it, it, and he it was just a soft <laughs> reset. yeah but like don't get us wrong that kind of like that that led us to think okay so this is a great moment for chopper to shine right or chopper or like or one of the other two amazing doctors right exactly that are conveniently in wano that i do feel that that was a huge missed opportunity for chopper's character and for the others right even if they were able to stabilize Luffy, maybe once he awakens right after the seventh day, everyone's happy. We get a moment of Luffy coughing up blood, letting us know that his body is failing him at one point. Yeah. And then eventually hitting, like, similar to what happened to Roger, right? Soon after he gets the, or soon, even soon before he reaches the One Piece, right? He dies, right? And, and then the checkups come of the, of the Opi Opinomi's other capabilities, right? To bring someone back to the dead happens, right? Um, Law makes a decision that this is worth it overall, and then he's brought back to life. And that's that. That's how that checkup's gone happens. But you know, it was like slightly foreshadowed throughout the whole situation that Luffy's hiding, that his body's like slowly but surely like dying on him. Maybe Chopper notices, right? Because he's a doctor. That could happen. That might still even happen. We don't know. Yeah. 
there are some people who who are really dark out there and theorize that Luffy is gonna die after getting the One Piece. I don't think that's gonna happen. I think Luffy and the crew is going to continue, right? And Oda is going to drop the pen because right, Nami still needs to paint the entire globe, right? So that can only happen if the captain is with them and she continues to navigate. Luffy wants to continue being in an adventure, and I'm sure the rest of the crew is more than happy to join them in this adventure, right? Yeah. Because yeah. effectively, eventually they will find their they will complete their own journey or whatever might be the case. Right. Yeah. And I can, I mean, I can also see Zora being like, okay, eventually becoming, getting the title of the greatest swordsman, but then, then what? I mean, like, I don't see him not traveling with his crew. There is family, right? Right. Exactly. He can still be the greatest swordsman, but with his, with his crew. So I, I'm, I'm of the belief that one piece will end right soon after like some events are done, right? Maybe the world government, is reestablished, right? Except without <laughs> the celestial dragons, which is actually, I actually very much agree with that. I think like I don't know, like I the only so I see like one of a, f- a few things happen, but in my in my perspective, I think one way this this entire thing can end is if Luffy dies, but I don't think that's gonna happen. I think the second thing that could happen is it ends with them going like they just. Stay together, and then that's it. Like, it, it'll end very soon, like you said, very soon after like the world government thing is done. And one of the things about this ending, and it reminds me a lot of the Attack on Titan ending, to be honest, that we have an episode about, if you guys are interested in listening to us talk about it. Um, it's very, very, very hard to end one, like, end one piece. Like, I, I genuinely do not understand how Oda's going to do it. I... Uh, I'm sure there is an ending, and I mean, he he has said he built this entire thing around an ending, but I don't like. I am I am guessing right off the bat that this ending is going to be extremely controversial, in the sense that it's going to be something that half the fan base is going to be really happy about, and the other half is going to be really upset about. So I am personally trying to reserve judgment, and I haven't even thought about it anymore. Like I used to think about it a lot, now I don't even think about it anymore because I'm like, there's no point in thinking about this because like. I genuinely think it's going to be a controversial ending that either half of us will like and the other half won't like. So it's very hard to end something like One Piece, especially when you flush, like when it's this grand of a story. So personally, I'm reserving judgment until pretty much the end. And once it's done, once it's wrapped up, then then we'll see. But till then, who knows? <laughs> I'm with you, man. I'm with you. I, you already know my opinion, right? I, some yeah. people mentioned that it's going to end with Luffy's death. I don't think that it's going to match the kind of ending that Oda wants for people, right? Like, No, yeah. I, I, feel like, cause I feel like the driving themes of One Piece in general were like two things, like hope and freedom. Like that was like the most prominent themes or thematic kind of uh, emotions and thematic yeah. like points throughout the entire story, like hope and freedom. And so with Luffy's death, I mean, unless it signifies some sort of hope and freedom, I don't think that, that it's going to go that direction. I think it's going to go in a different direction. But I, and I'm curious to see what that direction is going to be like. But I will say, though, that at the end of the day, I mean, whatever Oda decides to do, I think he's going to stick with those themes, no matter what. Yeah. I mean, think about it. Like, follow your dream. Main protagonist dies following his dream. Yeah, literally. Exactly. It uh, doesn't sit right with me, especially in such a lifting but a sword that still has very dark undertones being you know hidden within it right yeah yeah i'm of i'm of the belief that things will luffy will 
conquer the Grand Line, right? Get the One Piece. Everyone will recognize him as our King of the Pirate, right? Maybe redefine a reestablishment or like a paradigm shift. But, you know, mm-hmm. he continues his journey visiting other different islands. But Oda has made such a well thought out entire universe that there's definitely things out there that Luffy hasn't seen. And that's a driving force for Luffy, right? He loves. He loves the unknown, right? He loves meeting people. He loves to see what they're like and, you know, helping them as best as he can, mm-hmm. partying with them, right? Bringing joy. And I think that's gonna, it's going to end like that. It's going to end. And a story where Luffy says, looks to his screen, like, let's go. And that's it. I think that'd be, a, in my opinion, leaving a quote-unquote open like that is, is great, right? Because things, were, or things that we came for for their, for their journey has ended. And I can guarantee you, Oda will ever for the rest of his life if people go up to him and be like can you draw another arc would refuse and he says he he would i generally expect him to say that straw hats are in are still on their adventure or like are in the epilogue quote-unquote epilogue adventure that was like their first adventure yeah like volume one of the straw hats like this their story goes on but it's outside of my hands now it's in the hearts of everyone who's read this story so far that's what that's 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 my guess as to actually how it's gonna end. Like I think there is gonna be a definitive ending, but I think that's how it's gonna like actually end. You know what I mean? Like there is gonna be an ending of the entire story, but then the ending will be just whatever the reader kind of makes of it. And I know Oda Oda has come out and said the One Piece is an actual thing. There is an actual ending to the story, and I'm sure like like I'm sure there is gonna be an actual ending. Without a doubt, I just think that it's going to be like that is probably more accurate. Yeah, and I, I, I'll, I'm, I'll be of the group that feels, yeah, I, I'm happy with this. This is, I was, it's been twenty plus years, it's been several adventures, it's been an amazing journey. Let them, let them as in the Straw Hats, continue being the Straw Hats, right? Continue bringing joy to this universe. Yeah, exactly. And I'll be happy with all just, you know, dropping the pen and saying, all right, that's it, that's it. Yeah, that's I'm it. done. Done. I've, I've answered the questions. The will of the E has been answered. Uh, the Void Century, you know that. Um, the, 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 the three ancient weapons, by the way, which, spoiler alert, this chapter revealed that um, Alabasta's, one of the questions given from Alabasta, right, the Poneglyph that was there told us, quote-unquote told us, told Nico Robin where um, the Pluto was. It's in yeah. Mono. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that was answered right now in this 1053 chapter, right? So we're learning, we're learning more. What are the ancient weapons? And guess what's in Wano, right? I mean, people already vaguely kind of don't forget. Um, Shiranui? No, that's not her. What's her name? The Sea Princess? Yeah, Princess Shiranui. I don't. I feel like that's something like the Shirigan. What? Right, the the princess from um uh Hope, not Hope Island. What was it? What was it? What's King Neptune's kingdom called? What? Uh, so it's an A. No way. It's it's the home of Jimbe. <laughs> yeah, uh, Baba, not Fisherman Island. It was the other one. It is, you know, it is Fisherman Island. I'm talking. It, it, I'm thinking okay, about, okay, okay, okay. Okay, I'm thinking about, okay. Like the Prince of Fisherman Island. We know Poseidon is the ancient weapon there, right? And it's a person. Right. And now we learn that. Robin knew where Pluto was yeah. in Wano. And, I mean, people were already speculating, right, that Momonosuke is one of the ancient weapons, right? This would fit. He comes from Wano. 
I it's more thought to think that this power, quote unquote, is like inherited from a particular kind of a bloodline. I think it's I I I think it's Momonosuke because you know he's able to talk to Shuniza, like a giant land land like creature similar mm-hmm. to the Sea Kings. Right. It's a it's a land king. Let's go with that. Yeah, it's a land king. Yeah. Right. And Accurate. Yeah, I, I'm all like, we finally got an answer for that. Like things are wrapping up, right? Oda's right. giving us answers. Like it's yeah. starting starting together. Yeah. What do you think, by the way? Like, I mean, it was like that's it's crazy how like that was brought up and both me and you consider that secondary (laughs) yeah literally actually yeah that's kind of big um i mean it wasn't like okay so yeah it was really big and the fact that he could talk to zunisha was huge i the reason i i didn't i backlogged it in the back of my head was because of the fact that it's how do i put this I need to know more information, man. I feel like we know nothing about Zunisha. We know nothing about that. Like, we, there's, there has to be a reason. So, I'm waiting for more information, but I actually don't know if we're ever going to get it. If I'm being completely honest. Yeah. I mean, Robin did speak to... Another spoiler alert. The Tengu, Tengu Yama, right? The swordsmith, the amazing swordsmith. Turns out that was only a hobby. Who would have yeah, guessed? His... Actual identity is as the Shogun, the three generation Shogun, right? Okay, so Kazuki Odin's father, that's who show, that's who the Tengu was, right? Tengu, yeah, right. Or whatever. Yeah. And so he's effectively the grand, the grandfather of um, Momonosuke, which that's another point right there, right? Guarantee Kinemon could have passed away because now there's actually someone that could help Momonosuke lead the lead the kingdom. Because quote, like spoiler, it's Tengu. Right, but he's never gonna he's never gonna reveal that he's his grandfather he's, because that's he's failed he he one hundred percent like lives knowing he's he's a failure. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's devastating. Yeah, but I think that was a good reveal. But I mean, I'm sorry, but Luffy's a Yonko. <laughs> yeah, your yeah your reveal is not that it is not that important for the the, the fan base. Yeah, literally, it's kind of sad. Yeah, sad. You by the way, you're a failure. <laughs> I'm just I'll put it out there. I'm 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 crew like I can't like wow. <laughs> you actually let your entire people down. Like I can't I I could not live. I he did also mention I was thinking about killing myself. And I was like, yeah. I would have done it. I would have done it. I I did oh, I did not It's dark as hell. It's just come on man. <laughs> like you get out after being in prison and realize your essential failure has led to this your own son being killed for your yeah. incompetence and then your entire yeah. people being enslaved. I mean, it's true. It's facts. Also, the Admiral, I think, is that with fruit's freaking cool. Plant-based yeah. that fruit. First, right? He's been holding out. He's been waiting. By he, I mean Oda. Because, like, every, this is, like, this is something that a lesser author would have introduced a plant-based that fruit, like, earlier in, in the series, right? Right. But just the wait is just phenomenal. Yeah, dude, I thought that was really cool, actually. I'm really excited to see um, kind of what comes out of that and what they kind of do with it. Because that that opens up a whole new kind of avenue they can go. So, I don't know. It'll be really cool. Yeah, for sure. No, And, like, I mean, we're slowly but surely going through this chapter, even if it's, like, sporadic all over the place. <laughs> right. And I think, 
I actually think we might have hit everything. And the last, maybe one, one of my final comments is I love the updated picture on Luffy's Devil Fruit. Yeah, it's really cool. I like it. I mean, that's one of my favorite panels in Wano. For those who are not aware, it's when Luffy awakens into Gear Fifth, right? And he's like, gets a huge dopamine rush. Right. Um, he has that whole like golden mane or like the white auras that we eventually learn from the official illustration is that he's like clad in white. Very similar to like the sun's radiance, right? <laughs> just being just the actual just pure white color, right? Because that's like it's just shooting off a bunch of. I believe it's because the um, because the how we see it is just like um, an amalgamation of energy, and, and that's like what's happening with him. He's effectively a like nuclear fusion, right? That's the sun aspect of him. Uh, and it was great because you get that main. You have Luffy just like laughing right then and there. It was it's it's a great it's a great illustration. Yeah, exactly. I agree. And like it's gonna get people to ask, hey, what the hell is this? And of course, the world government would really much not want people to know. Oh, that's that's his devil fruit. And because then they're gonna be like, but I thought he was made out of rubber. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but yeah, that's a that's a great picture. Good job, Morgan. Whoever your photographer was, you gotta pay him more. <laughs> that was a good picture. I think that's it, man. I think I think we went through the entire chapter, even if all sporadic. Um, I mean, Green Bull, right? Going back to the Admiral. This character is kind of is interesting. Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing what this guy's made out of. Yeah, me too. Uh, I'm kind of curious about that too, and I'm I'm looking forward to seeing how Oda kind of brings that up or integrates him and his devil fruit powers into the whole story. So it should be interesting. Sick. Three billion berry, monkey D Luffy. Three billion berry traffic water law. Kind of crazy, dude. It's kind of yep. <laughs> kind of crazy. This does suggest that the world government doesn't know that water traffic our law has two forbidden like family within them. Water law, water right, just being water, and then the D. Right. Yeah. I was some. I was something else. I I was thinking. I thought maybe they're talking about traffic R having the D, right? <laughs> but not that. It was just Monkey D Luffy. Yeah, Monkey D Luffy. <laughs> so very cool. All yeah. right, man. Any closing thoughts? Because I, I think I think I, I'm done. Like I mean, we've been talking about One Piece. We've been talking about Wano, right? Kaido, some other things. But I feel like that's everything that was you know that's been like in my head for the past couple of days. I do not have anything else to talk about. Cool, and that's One Piece. I do it. I do gotta ask you, man. Shoot. Would you continue following it weekly? Yeah, I. I mean, I, I kind of have to. <laughs> Well, I don't have to do anything, but I will do it because I'm very curious to see what happens. But I also think a break is warranted, and I am—I don't think I could wait until I'm 30 to know what happens. <laughs> <laughs> I would—I think I would literally lose my shit. So, and at that point, dude, I don't even know the type of person I'm going to be in, like, like literally next year. Like, I can't—I can't predict what's going to happen like four to six years from now. So, for that reason, I will be continuing One Piece Weekly. I'm excited to see what kind of happens. Oda really deserves a break, and I'm kind of glad we're getting one too. Uh, Wano was a lot, and there's so much information and content that I think I think it's time for like a one month break. And I really hope Oda gets some time to rest and relax, and maybe like whatever the next arc is once it starts. I mean, I feel like we're gonna hit the ground running, and as usual, you and I will have thoughts, so we'll talk about it. Yeah, I guess that answers for me. I was considering maybe not reading the the next six years but nah i'll I'll continue 
this is a one of a kind time, you know, being a part of a community like this. It's never gonna yeah, happen in like our life. That, that's one of those things that I I have been thinking about a little bit recently myself. Like, it really is kind of like a privilege, and in a weird way, and into I mean, to a lesser degree, but in a weird way, like an honor to be a part of this One Piece community because like there isn't going to be anything like this ever again. No. If you think about it, like there's just no way like the way society is and the way like we're meant to process information and stuff like that and the rise of like social media and all that a lot of people's attention spans and everything have reduced so much to the point where it's like past like 24 episodes it's like too much and something like one piece will literally never happen again in our lifetimes or like probably ever in the future of like the anime industry so being a part of this journey has been like genuinely one of the most incredible things. And like being a part of this community and all of that has been really cool too. And it's something that I personally don't think I'll ever take for granted. So yeah. Yeah, I agree. And I think you, oh, I mean, so I'm, I will be complaining. I, I can see myself every now and then. And you got to remind me, man, I got to, I got to relax. Right. <laughs> I got to, it's a weekly situation. Don't, that we can't harp on Odo too much, man. He's giving us no. something that's just phenomenal. And he really is giving us something special. And it's I I I, I don't want him to be rushed. I got he's gonna get complaints. And I yeah. he, he's gotta he's gotta stay strong. I, I there's no I mean there's no way I can help. I don't know how I can help outside of like maybe calming people down on the internet, but you know, that's probably impossible. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah thank you Oda. it's been it's been amazing it's been, it's been amazing. amazing so far man and like yeah i of course like oda might not listen to our podcast or anything but um to our viewers and to the people who kind of like have been listening to us for some time thank you for listening to us too um again we're not we're not we're not closing out the podcast by any means or anything like that but um with this part of one piece kind of coming to a close and one piece being such a big part of both of our lives it's like just kind of it was really big news i think for the both of us when we heard that like we're entering the final kind of stages of one piece and um i know for sure like i will be crying my eyes out when it ends and i will be like in a very emotionally vulnerable place because one piece has been such a big part of my life for the last like I don't even know like six years now seven years who knows so i can't it's going to be really hard for me to imagine my life without it so i am i'm both really excited for this last arc and i'm going to savor it like literally every chapter but i'm also like it's, it's like a bittersweet kind of thing of like these next six years will be an adventure and i think it'll be a lot of fun and like talking about one piece with, with like the, my friends and like continuing to do our podcast and like kind of talk about it uh when we get to certain points will be amazing but it'll also be a thing of like looking back on like wow like this this really is something special and like i don't think i'm ever like i think i don't think we're gonna ever take it for granted so um thank you for all of all for everyone who's been listening to us all this time and has been putting up with our one piece talks and our theories and everything and if you guys have any theories or anything that you want to like shoot at us or like talk about with us, I mean, feel free to add us on, on Twitter and stuff like that. We'll definitely respond and we'll, uh, we'll, we'll we'd love to discuss more One Piece content. So um, definitely looking forward to that. Oh yeah, we can see the ending on the horizon, kind of. You know, if we squint, 
literally. It's kind of the crazy. first time ever. <laughs> oh, man. Crazy, yeah. I do want to put it out there that, that I believe Wano is unique in that I don't think we're ever going to have an arc. An arc that spans this long. I do think the next ones are going to be very similar to something like Zoe, something like the Summit Wars, 20th chapters, right? They're shorter, but, you know, collectively, they will be the saga, right? Right, yeah. I think I think that's the kind of... And that might be something Oda's thinking about, right? Right, Iron it out in that kind of way. Yeah. Because I can guarantee you he's thinking, man, that was a lot for him. <laughs> yeah, I think he needed to, he needs to take a break, so... Looking forward to seeing what happens next. Yeah, that's that's it for us. I get, I think we should just end it here. Usually we talk about what we're watching, right? But we can do Honestly, this. another day, another time. I think uh, this is one piece. I think we'll end it here. And this is one piece. Yeah, just we're looking forward to seeing what happens next. So take care, everyone. Enjoy your summertime because it's currently summer. But you know, whenever you watch this, enjoy your time. How about that? Yes. All right. Take care. Bye.